Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hello. And welcome back to Going In Rod brief we have an avalanche of news today larson so yeah. let's just start getting into it uh i guess i'll kick things off uh with of course a couple hours ago as of the time of we're filming this matt riddle posted a video on the twitter this morning addressing the allegations made against him by uh the wrestler candy cartwright uh last month uh these transcripts come to you from WrestleZone and tmz i've actually watched the video uh larson have you watched the video I have not had an opportunity to watch the video. I have read transcripts. Okay. I mean, it's basically just a selfie video of him. Like, he does these kind of videos all the time. But obviously, this is a bit heavier. Uh, We'll just let his words speak for himself. He said this. I never in my life have sexually assaulted a man, woman, or anybody. And that includes Samantha Tavel, Candy Cartwright. I never sexually assaulted you. That story about that van trip and the driver being asleep and me forcing you to do stuff, hop on, whatever... It's a complete lie. It's a fabricated story because you're still mad. You know why you're mad? Because, yes, you're right. We had an affair. You have plenty of evidence of that, and I never denied it because it happened. Do I want to talk about it? Do I really want to share about it? No, it's embarrassing. I feel like a real piece of crap for cheating on my wife and doing that and now having to talk about it publicly. We had a relationship We had a fling. I started to get sad and depressed because I was lying to my wife so much to hide what I was doing. I was lying to all my friends because I didn't want anybody to know because it's not something cool. I didn't want to brag about it. He says, I tried to end it. I told my wife about you and us. I tried to end it. I blocked you. I blocked your social media. He says, at the end of the day, I'm not perfect. I did have an affair and I'm not happy about it, but I never sexually abused anybody. I never sexually assaulted anybody. And when I wanted to get out of this relationship, out of this situation, she said no and kept pursuing me and harassing me and stalking me. And then when she didn't get her way, she used the speak out movement to try to ruin my career. Uh, so, yeah, he put that out there. Obviously, there were this this was out there was sort of, you know, uh, a cloud over his SmackDown debut. Yes. Um, we had to talk about it that back then. Uh, yes. Larson, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, apparently, this is something we had heard that WB was aware of, uh, as we heard at the time years ago, or back when 
you know, word first start coming out about this. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know how that would play into uh, how uh, believable WB thinks Riddle is. Um, Give, given I don't that know. They've, that, that's a really good point. I mean, given that they have disciplined and fired other wrestlers, specifically NXT UK, uh, I mean, and, and Jack Gallagher, who was on 205, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, in those cases, they found reason to believe that the accusers were telling the truth. Um, obviously, dude, this is like this is a messy situation. Yes, uh, it's it's I, like I wrote down some thoughts on it. I'm not going to just like read lines, but it, it is it is more helpful to write down what I'm thinking <laughs> than just a ramble. Yeah, uh, it's I'll put it this way. I think it's easier to talk about this kind of stuff more definitively when there's like overwhelming evidence, when there's multiple accusers, when there's a pattern of behavior with this story in particular, there's like none of that. It's literally just he said, she said. Um, and the other thing about talking about this is that you don't want to delegitimize scores of other women who have their own stories about other wrestlers with the whole speaking out thing. Um, I, I I would just say this, like, I know there are probably people out there who are like, hey, Stephen Larson, what do you think about this? What do you think about the he said, she said? It's not responsible for us to say, here's what I think about it, because that we're in some position of influence. And I just think that it's kind of irresponsible to do that. She's mm-hmm. given her side of it. He's given her side of it. As an individual, I would say it's up to you to then you know, process that and then go about your business in terms of being a wrestling fan or a fan mm-hmm. of Matt Riddles or not a fan of Matt Riddles. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my thoughts, but again, I just don't, I don't feel like it's responsible for me to be talking about that stuff Same. when I just don't want to like be an influence when other people should just use their own, you know, their own thought processes on how to deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's, that's how exactly. I, I mean, I mean, throughout a lot of this, we try, you know, we, we, we've, we've tried to keep our, <sighs> In a lot of ways, our thoughts about particular things out of it because for that reason and also because uh, there's potential uh, liability issues for sure. Yeah. For us to yeah. comment on a lot of specifics of these publicly. So we've been trying to not do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it, this situation as you, you know, I'm 100 percent agreement of what you said. It's it's messy. It's a he said, she said situation, uh, you know, and as you said, you got to process the information and make your own determination um, and just go from there. That's pretty much what you can do. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, a little bit, obviously, a lot more lighthearted than this. Uh, the game Triple H, he's talking about the Wednesday Night Wars again, man. Uh, the game spoke with Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso about counter-programming NXT's Great American Bash against AEW's yes. Fighter Fest. What did he say, Larson? He said, uh, it's absolutely, oh, sorry, it absolutely is part of a healthy competition. Anyone that thinks it isn't <clears throat> to a degree is being naive to the situation. You saw that back in the day when Clash of Champions was counter-programming uh, to WB's WrestleMania 4. At the same point, it can't drive your booking decisions. Obviously, there are some counter-programming decisions, but I can tell you exactly how this came about. Almost all these storylines were headed where they are now. There was a gap, timing-wise, between In Your House and what will become the SummerSlam TakeOver, and you need a halfway point and a build. This is that halfway point, so it doesn't change our decision-making process. 
I don't counter book. I book what's right for NXT. So the, the general thing he's saying is, I don't book to counter AEW, but I might counter program how we market our show to counter the marketing of their show. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I doubt he's going to make any big moves um, just to counter AEW's big moves in terms of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about more of that tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's obvious that, you know, putting on the, the, the look, the great American bash is, it, it, this is what he's saying. It's nothing more than a marketing uh, tool. You know, yes. it, it, that's all it is. It's a, it's a hook. Um, I do wonder if booking philosophies, although I do think they remain the same, I wonder if they would shift uh, in in we in in increments like uh, of like a matter of weeks. Oh, nudge something a little uh, plus or minus two weeks to potentially counter something. It might have always been in the cars to go a certain direction, but maybe we'll accelerate this or slow this down uh, to counter whatever AEW. If there's a certain window, if there's a certain window that they want to pull the trigger on something, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, um, that's interesting stuff. It's always interesting to hear where the game is coming from in these yes. Wednesday night wars. These, these, oh, these huge battles over ratings, Larson. Let's continue to talk about ratings. Oh, ratings. Wow. Ratings, man. <laughs> and then, Fascinating, exciting stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, and raw continuing to set new records, uh, record lows. Low. That is, uh, because of course, according to showbuzzdaily.com. Uh, they had another low. It was this is terrible, man. Uh, Monday, WWE Raw average audience one point six eight seven million. A new okay, so it says the second lowest second total. Lowest, yeah, what was the lowest total audience? I think it was a May fourth episode. <laughs> okay, so just a couple months. At ago. some point this year, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, it I, read, I read okay. amongst the stuff earlier today. I think it, I think it was May fourth was the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think uh, in this case it was. I know the second hour reached a high of like one point seven five, and then it went back down to like one point six nine two. But it started out like one point six one two or something like that. Oh my god, it's really bad. It's it is so really bad. bad. It's 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 you know. I mean, we've we've tried our best to find the silver lining in it, but God, man, I miss the fans. They were so integral to like, you know. I mentioned I mentioned like probably the the biggest. The biggest thing for me right now is the Sasha Bailey stuff. Oh How yeah, the They've fans been doing so well with that. The fans would totally be—I don't want to say dictating how that's going to play out, but they would definitely add tons of intrigue. You know, the fans are such an—it's such an important they element. Um, I just had a thought. It could be—it could be nothing. Um, but given how people's uh, habits are changing, not just viewing habits, but habits overall uh, in this pandemic. Uh, age we're living in people aren't going out uh, uh people are, are, are i assume uh, ingesting entertainment differently and and maybe more often than they were prior you know with work schedules being all messed up a lot of people working from home and i wonder if if yeah the the lack of an audience live audience is probably part of the the, the reason the ratings have dropped because the viewing experience is different but if people are approaching their entertainment ingestion differently 
now that their schedules are different, maybe they got out of the routine of sitting down in front of the couch Monday nights to watch Raw. It's like, oh, wow, there's a new season of Dark on Netflix. Maybe I'll watch this. It's entirely you know? possible. I mean, the, the, yeah, I don't the, know. the the amount of competition out there for eyeballs is is ever increasing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Quibi for one thing. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, there's that, but there's also the you know, people just getting out of habits that they've been yeah, in sure. for a yeah. long time. So, and and on top of that, like I think if you compound that with the fact that wrestling just isn't as good without fans. Then you know I was talking to a uh, to our old buddy John Carl last night, mm. and uh, and he says yeah he ain't turned on wrestling in ages, um, and uh, and I mean uh, the the inference was you know pandemic, because um, it's just it's just it's just it's it's weird and awkward, so mm-hmm. uh, so yeah this is this is not surprising I just hope that WWE I mean honestly just selfishly for for our sake I hope that they're able to recover from this because uh, the when it, when the excitement in wrestling is there. Uh, people tune in more to stuff like us, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, SummerSlam is coming up. Of course, going to be another weird empty arena thing. Uh, and, uh, of course, everybody's kind of curious, what are, what are Randy Orton's SummerSlam what is, plans? What, is, what are the Vipers playing? So, uh, Russell Talk. Yeah. yeah, Russell Talk might have an idea. So, with Edge, uh, Orton's rumored SummerSlam opponent recuperating from triceps injury. And uh, uh, Randy's pitches to work with either Adam Cole or Tommaso Ciampa apparently falling on deaf ears. It looks like Randall might be challenging for a title at the biggest party of the summer. WrestleTalk's reporting that, quote, sources have told us that while Orton has been pitching to work with NXT stars, a likely plan as of right now for him or SummerSlam is to feud with WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Uh, while a match with Drew seems to be the way WWE is leaning at this instance, Wrestle Talk adds that quote. We've also been told by our sources that just because Orton versus Cole or Ciampa likely won't be happening at SummerSlam, that doesn't mean that isn't something WWE could come back to at a later date. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, again, this is the kind of thing that fans would see the kind of work Orton's doing right now and the kind of work that Drew McIntyre's doing right now. Fans would be eating this alive. Mm-hmm. They really, this would be great. This is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, you know, uh, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure maybe that they'll give that one the cinematic treatment. I don't know. Maybe they'll give it like the greatest match ever kind of treatment where they just add a couple angles and pipe in some. Uh, hey, are they piping in crowd noise on on, on Raw just on I a regular feel like basis they now? Are. I feel like I they feel are like too. They are. I noticed that on Monday. I feel like ever since Backlash, they've been doing that. All right, Larson. Battlegrounds. WWE Battlegrounds. The new trailer yeah. is out. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it looked fun. All right, so you're all in. You're going to buy it? It's not sixty dollars, so that increases the odds I'm gonna buy it. It's only forty bucks. Standard oh, edition, that, forty dollars. That was announced. Oh yeah, because it's for pre-order, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what would have wrote me in, and they didn't do it, so I don't care. Customization. They didn't say. Ah. They said brawl against legends, brawl against superstars. Apparently, I mean, there's, there's there a goat. is there is there is a goat. There is a goat. Plus, we've seen uh, crocodiles or alligators. That's a plus. But if I can't see Steve V. Larson in in battlegrounds. I'll play your copy. Is it's well, they probably have it online, right? They, yeah, I think it said oh, it's Battle Against yeah, Friends that, online. That's, that's kind of I think a, it said a, that in the trailer. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a standard thing these days. It's some semblance of online play. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll get. We'll see. We'll do like a thing on on. You Twitch, know, wait to see more stuff about it. Some uh, get more information. And go from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gather information. Make an educated decision. Further down the line, I'm not going to pre-order. That's for Speaking sure. Speaking of educated decisions, we've got. Great American Bash, Night 2, 
and uh, Fighter Fest Night 2 join us for our Great American Bash live reactions. Yes. YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and then immediately following on Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson our recap review of that show and then tomorrow, of course, AEW. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and give our uh, uh, sure. informal no title, no titles on the line predictions, Larson. I believe after week one, night one, we were tied, I think. I think it was we... I had I, so. I had Jurassic Express winning. I think yeah. that was different from you, and then you and had, then I had one different on NXT that went my way. Ah. So I think in the end it was wash. These I can double check though. this batch of matches seem pretty obvious. I would be actually kind of shocked. Oh, by the way, the NXT title shot we're gonna null that out. Yeah, we're we're nulling that one out because you and I both saw the spoiler. Um, so let's just dive into this, man. All right, go ahead. First up, Great American Bash, uh, Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus John Gargano. This oh, before an- we continue, though, uh, you had uh, Robert Stonebrand beating Rhea. I picked Rhea, so I picked up one on you there, but then you got the uh, Jurassic Express beating MJF and Wardlow. So, yes, wash. Wash. Uh, wash. I think that I don't think we're going to have any differences of opinion here. Well, there might be one match. We'll uh, I got John Gargano going yeah, over here. Yeah, John. 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 Uh, what is the dude's name? Drake Maverick and Brizango versus Legado del Fantasma. Easy Fantasma, one. man. Legado del Fantasma. Yeah, man. This next one is probably the only one where, like, it's possible we're going to differ. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the HBIC Mia Yim. Oh, Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae. We are different then because Candice needs a W. Desperately. She desperately needs a win. Yeah. Okay. Desperately. Right. Okay. Is this like a street fight, too? Yeah, it's a street, a street fight. fight. The he that always that always you know helps the heel, but uh, it's HBIC man. I can't go against her. Uh, and then uh, yeah, null Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. Null. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right term to use here. Um, and then over on, well, I guess fi- that means they're just striking it. Right. Strike, yeah. Null. Striking it. Yeah. Striking it. I think it's like the sound of the word. I do. <laughs> Uh, Fighter Fest Night 2, Omega and Page versus Private Party. Omega and Page are winning. Should be a good match, though. Oh, this should be a terrific match. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I got Omega and Page also. This next one, the only question here for Lance Archer versus Joey Janela is will Joey Janela escape alive? Uh, well, I mean, they've already taped this, so I assume if something bad had happened, we'd have heard about it by now. So uh, Lance Archer wins. Uh, uh, yeah, big time. Easily. Joey's gonna take Joey's gonna take at least two like really nasty bumps. So oh yeah, this is gonna be ugly. It's gonna be really ugly. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll differ on this one. Dark Order versus SCU. I feel like this has to be Dark Order. This is Brody yeah, Lee. It totally and, has uh, to be Dark Order. Yeah, they're doing the story with Colton and Brody Lee, so it's got to be Dark Order. Totally. Yeah, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. It's gonna be Chris Jericho. A hundred percent, Chris Jericho. That's correct. He was really hyping up this match, so I just hope the match is is fun. Wouldn't that be rad? Wouldn't that be rad? He could he could afford a loss to Orange Cassidy. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah, he could. Wouldn't that be great? They should do that. But they're not going to. And then uh, FTR and the Young Bucks, the Bucks of Youth, versus the Lucha Bros, Butcher and the Blade. In my heart of hearts, I will be rooting so hardcore for the Butcher, the Blade, uh, Pentagon, and and Ray Phoenix. Phoenix, yes. Pero uh, no victoria for those guys. Instead... FTR and the Young Bucks. Agreed. 
They're going to go over. So it's all coming down to uh, Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae for week two. Actually, for the whole two weeks of predictions. For the entire, nothing's on the yeah. line, but just for fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. Anyways, <laughs> let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.